hey, do you like my thing? Because it's basically my soul in a box. You're listening to the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host and resident dog mom, Erin Scott. Not only can a dog be your best friend, but I believe a dog can be a healer, a teacher, and an inspiration. I can't wait to share with you stories of how the love of a dog is changing our lives and changing the world. This is Believe in Dog. Welcome to episode 78 of the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Scott, and thank you so much for being here today. 2023 has been a rough year for the people in my life who love their dogs. As many of you probably know, I lost my heart dog, Penny, in January this year, and it was extremely unexpected. Uh, It's that thing that I keep hearing people say, that wasn't on my 2023 bingo card. (laughs) I definitely was not at all prepared for the loss of my girl, Penny, and it's really shaped a lot of this year for me. And there have been so many other people in my life who have lost dogs this year. I'm thinking of Fozzie and Brea, Mariska and Hammer, and even most recently, just this past week, Rodrigo, the dog of Kimberly, who I do the Alternative Dog Moms podcast with. And there's probably even more dogs that I'm forgetting right now because it's, it's been a hell of a year for pet loss in my life. And we're really diving into it today with Erica Messer, the founder of Wolfie's Wish. I know February was Pet Dental Health Month, but we really need to think about our dog's dental health all year round. I recently learned that 80% of our dogs over three years old have active dental or periodontal disease. And dental disease is actually a sign of other inflammation in the body and can be connected to everything from cardiovascular problems, kidney problems, diabetes, certain types of cancers, joint disease. Your dog's dental health actually can affect everything in their body. And you know that I am obsessed with finding the best and healthiest products for our dogs. So I was so excited to find out about teeth. That's right, teeth. Just a tiny spoonful of teeth powder in your dog's water bowl will make a huge improvement in your dog's dental health. It's the only thing that ever made my vet stop and go, hey, what did you do with Penny's teeth? They actually look so much better. So forget trying to figure out how to get your dog's teeth brushed without them biting you. Forget those sticks or green shoes. What you need is teeth powder, just a tiny amount in your dog's water bowl. And listeners of this podcast can save 20% on your teeth order with the code ADM. And you'll be on your way to a healthier smile for your dog without any anesthesia needed. Check out the link in the show notes to find out more about teeth and save 20% on your orders. Erica lost her cat, Wolfie, through an unexpected tragic accident when he was only about a year and a half old. And she was devastated. They had adopted Wolfie during the pandemic and had quite a bond with him from having spent basically his whole life up to that time, every moment they had all been together. And this was such a shock and such a tragedy and a traumatic event that Erica didn't know what to do with herself and how to process this grief. And so I really bless her courage for sharing this journey with all of us. And Erica had this idea that there should be this card deck for grieving cards for pet loss. And she loved using these card decks in her personal life. I don't know if you're familiar with these. They're also known as oracle cards or affirmation cards. And you draw one every day and it gives you a message. And this is actually a practice that my husband and I start most days off with. And I love when people do this. When Erica couldn't find exactly what she was looking for, she decided to create it and sell it. And so that's how the Wolfie's Wish grieving cards came to be. I think you're really going to love Erica's story. I can't wait for you to meet the founder of Wolfie's Wish, Erica Messer. 
So we are here today with Erica Messer of Wolfie's Wish. And Erica, I have to tell you that you are somebody very special on this podcast because normally I share stories of people who've been inspired by the love of their dog, but Wolfie was actually your cat. And so this is the first episode that we've done talking about somebody who was inspired by the love of their cat. But this issue of pet loss and and grief is so incredibly important that we're going to we're going to do it because obviously so many dog owners have been in this position too. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I just have to say I don't think it it really doesn't matter what kind of animal that we have when we lose them, we lose that bond. And so what I've learned is that that grief is really universal. So hi, all the dog moms and dads out there. Um, Maybe you have a cat too, but yeah, we're just going to talk about it all. So I always love starting off talking about your early, earlier childhood experiences with animals. So I never really grew up with pets. I, uh, I didn't even know I liked dogs until I was 25 and then it changed my whole life. So what did that look like for you? Are you somebody who grew up having animals in your life? Yeah, I did. Um, I was really lucky that when I went to school in the second grade, um, my teacher's cat had a litter of kittens and she's like, I know what to do. I'm going to bring these to class. (laughs) She's like, that's the best way to get rid of kittens. So she did. And of course, I put one in my desk and was like, this one's mine. And um, her name was Ringer. (laughs) Yeah, she came home. And that was um, that was like my first pet, but I had grown up with dogs. Uh, my parents were dog lovers, are dog lovers. They're still with us. And then after that, when I, when I, I mean, we got, yeah, when I became an adult, I mean, I don't know that I was that much of an adult, but when I moved <laughs> oh, out. Oh, I get that. <laughs> yeah. When I moved out on my own, I got, I found a, um, a yellow lab who I named Sadie and she was my everything. She OMG, this dog, I cannot wait to see her again. We are going to have so much fun. So yeah, animals have always been part of my life for sure. And so I'm so curious. I know that you're currently living in Germany. How did you end up there? Oh yeah. Well, um, so my husband and I just decided like, it's just one of those things where you have a conversation and you're like, oh, that could be cool. Let's look into it. And then like 88 days later, we moved oh, wow. to Germany. <laughs> so sometimes like things just work out. But um, I had, I have a music background and I'd studied music in Vienna, Austria. And I'd always wanted to come back to Europe. I always wanted to really learn German and not just like, hey, what's up? Can I have a beer? You know, like actually learn it. And wouldn't that be a cool experience? Like, as if we live in Europe, then we can travel. And so, so things fell into place, long story short. And we love it here. Um, we've d- attended to come for just a year and a half and we just keep extending it. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay, one more year. Okay, one more year. And we'll see. Um, And so I run Wolfie's Wish with my mom. It's incorporated in Gainesville, Florida. And so she does like all the hands-on to actual shipping. Um, And so does my mom and stepdad. And when we get overflow, like it just extends out in the family. And I do, I I like, I'm like the wizard behind the curtain. I do like everything else. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it's a whole family affair. I love that. It is. And it's, it's so wonderful to have their support. They love it. They love the idea. I mean, it was, we'll get into that, but it was like my mom's idea to, to, for me to share what had helped me get through the, get through the loss of Wolfgang, the sudden tragic loss. Yeah. And so you were living in Germany when you adopted him? I did. It was during the pandemic and um, we we had brought one of our cats over from the US and unfortunately his brother had just died like right before we left. So I was like always knowing I was going to get another cat. And when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, it's time like right now. <laughs> so there weren't any available. And through some like message boards, we found, we heard about a kitten that nobody wanted because he had eye herpes and an hour away in a barn. And I was like, let's go. And so this lady, I don't even know, drove us over there. And it was amazing. Oh, wow. So yeah, we brought home Wolfgang and he, he, you know, 
I mean, for anybody that's adopted their pet, their current pet during the pandemic, like I don't even really need to say more. Like you're you're bonded for life, like your best friends. So um, so yeah, we nursed him. He was able to keep his eye, although he was still partially blind, but he 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 was just he's and then he was like a Tasmanian devil cat. He was awesome. He was just like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like being in a foreign country during COVID? You know. <laughs> It was horrible. <laughs> we, we moved here. Okay, get this. We moved here February 28th. Like, of 2020. Then, yeah, 2020. Wow. Sorry, I forgot that part. And then um, we had my brother, like once we got an apartment, which was right away, I had my brother ship peachy over and we go to the airport and the guy's like yeah so the airport's closing tomorrow so good job oh wow. and by the way go get some groceries <laughs> we were like what wow so um yeah so we didn't know anybody we didn't really know what like the police were running around going blive and suhausa like through their loudspeakers and i was like are we dying <laughs> like what's happening how much german did you know I didn't know what that meant. And then means oh, wow. just stay inside. Wow. So they're like running around the neighborhood with their loudspeakers. But, you know, like everyone else, we made do. And uh, and when restrictions started opening up, then we could go out and do what we intended to do, which was like learn a new culture and make friends and, you know, eat in a restaurant. Um, so, so it was fine. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. I mean, and there was something so special about having our pets with us because, you know, for the kind of the first time ever, it's like you had no choice but to be with them 24-7, you know, all the time for, for months on end. You know, I don't know how long the the real quarantine lockdown lasted where you were. Forever. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was so special, right, to have, you know, in this time of fear and uncertainty and, you know... Uh, you know, I was very fortunate that no one in my like immediate family was very sick, but I had friends who had parents in the hospital and, you know, I mean, so to have, and, and, and they're not able to go be there and, you know, so to be, you know, stuck in, in your home at that time and kind of feeling powerless and, uh, and, and scared, uh, you know, it was so important for us to, to all have our pets during this time. So I'm sure that was a super special bond that you got to have with, with Wolfgang. I love that name, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's funny because I named him before we even got here. I was like, I'm getting a cat and his name's going to be Wolfgang and that's that. And like, so his name was picked out and yeah, we called him Wolfie. But you're absolutely right. Like being home and having a companion, you know, and I can only imagine being single and having and not having anybody. I hope people were able to find, you know, a companion animal uh, because they really, I think he he saved me in so many ways and just took my mind off of what was going on for just a little while and brought joy. I mean, animals bring us joy, period. They are amazing. And they love us no matter what we look like or how much money we make or how famous we are. They don't pretend to like us. They either do or they don't, right? right. But most of them do. I mean, unless you're a really bad person, <laughs> I think an animal is going to eventually warm up to you. <laughs> And so how long did you and have and Wolfie have together? We had um just over a year. Just over a year. Yeah. And um just to, the elephant in the room. Um, I had a friend visit for the first time come to Europe. And I guess, I mean, I didn't really ever ask the specifics because it doesn't matter, but she um, left a window open and in the bathroom and we were like, we don't open this window. I'm not really sure what happened there, but he got out because he's a Tasmanian double cat. And he's like, oh, danger. Let me go over there. So it's like partially his fault too. Um, yeah. And he unfortunately fell um, off the roof. So um, we didn't have that much time. And yet I was co so completely devastated, unlike any other loss I've ever experienced. And it really blindsided me. And I was like asking myself, okay, in my brain, I need to accept what happened and forgive my friend. Okay. Like check, check. I, my, my brain was ready, but my body and 
well, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain grief. Was just like, no, this is going to take some time. And I was really not sure if I was going to be okay. And I really wanted to be okay. So it was, if anybody has been in that situation, you know, you're not alone. I felt alone. And that's, I think, why I'm doing what I'm doing now is to maybe reach out to those people that didn't anticipate their pet passing or are anticipating it and still feel like they're going to lose their, let's just say mind. Okay. Lose your mind. Yeah. It's, it's so true. You know, um, I've been a dog mom for about 20 years now. And so we have lost three dogs over that time. And one of them was like kind of expected, but we didn't expect it on that day. Mm. And then one of them was a really long drawn out process with a lot of anticipatory grief. And when it finally happened, it felt like a relief and a kindness to be able to relieve her of her body, you know? And then most recently, about six months ago, we lost our girl, Penny. Now she was an older gal. I knew we didn't have forever, but it was such a shock how it played out because she had not been very ill. And it was literally like she went outside one night and then suddenly she was ripped out of my life. You know what I mean? And, and she had a health issue that happened really suddenly. And we had about 48 hours where we were trying to scramble and figure out, is it, what was it? Could we fix it? We did, you know, what were the options? And, and then we kind of were starting to realize like that there wasn't really an option. And, you know, and, and that's been one of the hardest things to deal with because we just so didn't see it coming. And, you know, and so it wasn't like that traumatic accident, but it was still like this trauma of like one, literally one minute, my dog was okay. And then literally the next minute she wasn't, and we didn't know. And, and, uh, and so it's, it's been a lot. And I, I felt a little crazy for a few days. I felt out of my mind and, uh, you know, your body goes into that fight or flight, you know, activation, you know, your nervous mm. system is, is, doesn't know what's going on. Um, part of it was exacerbated by the fact that, you know, when we ended up at the emergency vet, we were literally there all night. So it was like, I hadn't slept in over 24 hours and then you feel a little crazy and you don't yeah, know about your, your, sure. your mind, you know, your decision-making capabilities. Mm. And so one thing I've heard you talk about before that I'd love to dive into a little bit is meditation. Mm-hmm. And I, about four years ago, I learned this practice of meditation called transcendental meditation or TM for short. And I really feel like it saved my life through everything with Penny. And those first immediate couple of days, I wasn't even able to to do it at all. But after about three or four days, I was like, I need to do this. And like, Oh my God, it was like the switch had been flipped that like I felt in my body again, <laughs> you oh. know, and, um, and I didn't feel like perfect after one time oh, or whatever, sure. but like, so, uh, sometimes I'll go through phases with it, right. Where it's like, I'll be like really good about it. And then sometimes I'm like, uh, oh, I'm too tired. Uh, I'd rather read, uh, you know, and ever since this happened with Penny back in January, I have been like so disciplined about it because it's like, I don't want to go back to feeling that way. And even though I know it's six months later. So can you, were you always into meditation and and how did that help you? Um, That's a really good question and a really good point. First of all, I'm glad that you had something to draw upon. And I did want to say that the first couple of days, you guys, the listeners, like, you're not going to know what to do, and that's okay. Whether you've planned or you've had a sudden loss like us, you're just not going to be okay, but it does get better. So, I wanted to put that out there that don't expect you can like go down a checklist right after pet loss and just tick them off and be like, I'm a robot. No, everyone agrees differently. But anyway, um, yeah, so I got clean and sober back in 2009 and found Kadampa tradition Buddhist meditation and was invited to um, join an organization in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, that's a whole other story, but it was amazing. And what it taught me about, you know, being kind to myself and others. 
and was one of the first things that really brought me presence and peace in my life ever. And from that, I knew that there was more. And I was kind of like, that was what started my spiritual journey. So I don't have a specific meditation practice. Um, Often what I find myself doing and what I did when Wolfgang passed was I find a place in my house where I can feel safe and comfortable. And for me, that's the corner of my bedroom where I do like all my reels and stuff for Instagram. And um, I sit there, I get really present. And then sometimes I close my eyes, sometimes I don't. But it's basically like, all right, what do I need to know? And then I just wait, you know? And that's my meditation. Um, That's what has evolved to working for me. Sure, from time to time, I'll listen to a guided one if I'm feeling patient enough, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Or if there's something I want to work on and I did find some beautiful guided meditations that are on my resources page specifically for grief and loss that I have shared and those were on YouTube. So yeah, I would, I I do call it a meditation and there are times where I do close my eyes and mostly just wait, wait for answers. Um, They take a long time sometimes and that's okay. And I, but I think any type of spiritual help, self-help, Whatever a person is feeling curious about, go for it. Because you'll either like it or you won't. You know, try it all is my philosophy. You know, I look at it like we brush our teeth. Hopefully we floss. We at least tell the dentist we try. Um, And that this is like a way to like, you know, take care of like your brain and your mental and emotional health. Uh, And and I, I wish like a... I wish it didn't have to sound like you're some kind of like weird, woo woo, crunchy, hippie person that, you know, like that there's kind of that connotation that goes with it. Like, I wish everybody was doing whatever worked for them to help, you know, quiet. My husband calls it like the monkey mind, you know, the chatter, you know, that we, we feel like we have to have something running in our head or we're not doing anything when actually like sometimes like just that peace and and quiet is more beneficial than to letting our minds run amok. (laughs) Totally. And you can do that in other ways. Like today I had a do nothing day. Well, except talk to you. <laughs> it's 6 p.m. So up until now, I was like, I have a do nothing day. This is awesome. I can do whatever I feel like. And because I'm nursing a cold, I pretty much just sat in my chair and read and like, you know, message my mom and stuff. But that in itself is kind of a form of meditation, right? When you when you allow yourself some space and you don't overschedule yourself. Or overcommit yourself or just have a lot going on, you know, um, I call it camping out at home. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna go camp out in my in my corner. My husband's like, all right. Um, so I do think that some kind of practice or ritual or mm, just I mean it just is self-care. Yeah, it can, it can look like a long bubble bath. I mean, that's still yeah. quietness, right? Yeah. Um, unless you bring your phone in there and you're watching TikTok all the time, <laughs> but you get my point. Yeah. Okay, so tell us more about what led you to creating the card deck. Oh, sure. Well, like I said, that that practice of just asking, like, what do I need to do to heal, um, was what led me to writing the grieving cards and. That was because I looked for a product like mine and I wanted something simple of like daily directions, like (laughs) step one, you know, how do you get through uh, grief without losing your mind and like being cynical the rest of your life or whatever or scarred. And um, so a lot of the things that came up was like writing a love letter to Wolfgang, write down everything I loved about him and putting it somewhere safe. Um. Some of it was self-care practices. So I, I am a Reiki practitioner, but I don't. Oh, like so am I. Oh, awesome. I don't like do it professionally. I don't even go to circles anymore. But you better believe that I got all that stuff out when I was grieving because I knew what it did for me. And so um, basically like all of and I'm not in the cards. They don't say like do Reiki. I mean, if somebody wants to do Reiki, that's great. But they, they're more general. They're more like, let's practice self-care today and focusing on the gratitude and joyful memories and good feelings and experiences 
that we all have and had with our pets is the real premise of Wolfie's Wish Grieving Cards. Um, They're prompts and they guide you back to the good stuff. We're all going to go through the dark stuff. I still go through the dark stuff. I wake up at night and I'm like, did that really happen? And then I put my hand on my heart and I'm like, yep, it did, but I'm okay. And I go back to sleep. So um, when I was sharing these with my mom, because we were still like, I hadn't seen her in a while and I was talking to her every day and she's like, I think you should make, sounds like you've got enough stuff. You should make that card deck you couldn't find. And as I laughed at her, mom, I'm grieving. Like it's a full-time job. (laughs) Um, And I actually sought out professional help eventually just to make sure I wasn't like burying my grief and it was going to come out and haunt me later, you know, like come out of the closet. I really wanted to make sure that I was treating it. And I do say treating it because it did feel like, mm, we'll just say a problem. So when my counselor told me that everything I had experienced was normal, it was like the record scratched. And I was like, wait a minute, I can't be normal. And she's like, you're normal. And that was the key that said, oh, that was the missing piece. And I was like, my mom, if I felt this way, then other people do. Yes. Oh, okay. Then I do want to make these now because they they worked for me and I want to share it. And it'll either go great or it won't. You know, it was one of those things like, okay, mom, let's do this. So I really appreciate you sharing about seeking professional help. And I'm somebody that's been in some form of therapy or another for going on 20 years now. And one of the things that I like to share, and I don't even know where I picked this up. It's definitely not my quote, but that therapy is not about what's wrong with you. It's about what's right with you. Hmm. And I, I feel like you were really just saying that right now, that everything you were going through is totally normal. Like, of course you are. You went through a trauma. You went through a loss. You cared. You know, it was upsetting like of course so i just like that idea of just kind of normalizing that like of course people are going to feel this way when when an event like that happens because i i don't think we talk enough about you know trauma and and things like that in society no we don't and that's why i didn't know that i was normal um because even when we lose family members we don't talk about it unless it's like my mom or maybe a best friend or someone really close that I can be vulnerable with, that it's okay to not be okay around. So so things fell into place really fast. And I feel like the universe said, hey, we got our attention, you know, and I had people that I barely knew throwing money at me to make these cards. And to be honest, they found out later, they were like, I thought you were making like sympathy note cards like greeting cards yeah yeah they're like oh I thought you said greeting cards and I was like no they're grieving cards you read one a day and they're like that's amazing so I don't know how many people are are familiar with like this the card deck phenomenon so Mm -hmm. my husband and I pretty much start every day with pulling like an angel card or an oracle card and he like this is like kind of funny I don't know if you've ever seen there's this meme that says 50% 50% Deepak, 50% Tupac. That's kind of like a description <laughs> of my husband. <laughs> because some people oh, are very surprised. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like some people are surprised that he's into these kinds of practices because I don't know, you probably can't see, but there's a ton of crystals behind me here. And this, yeah. Those are his, like this is his room um, where I record. And, uh, and he's very into like the angel cards and he has his decks and he, you know, buys what he's uh feels attracted to and he pulls the cards like that he feels the message to. So if anybody's not familiar, is that something that you were yeah. familiar with? Yeah. That's Can you totally explain? why I made these? Yeah. Okay. They work okay. and they're awesome. <laughs> so yeah, how did you get introduced to to that practice? I think um well I remember when I was on that spiritual journey shortly after getting uh clean and sober, I had come across, you know, I was open to things for the first time. And um, I'd come across Louise Hay. And that led me to discovering some of her card decks. I'm pretty sure those were the first card decks I've ever found. And I can't even remember what they're called right now. But it was this idea of like reading one thing a day and thinking about it, even if you only thought about it for that moment, 
you're still working towards something. You're still kind of like, huh. And then when you read it again another time, you're like, oh. And so it's it's things like, um, you know, she has one that says, I'm beautiful and everyone loves me. And you read it or I read it and I went, well, I can't think that. Like that's conceited. But the message is that if we love ourselves, we can love others. It can mean so many things, right? That's just one interpretation. And so I was very familiar with those types of cards and they're fun too. They're colorful, they're pretty. Like you put it in your pocket, you put it in the bathroom, wherever you want to see it. And they just make you feel so darn good. And they're like little simple nuggets. So yeah, every, every, there's, there's something for everyone out there, but there wasn't something for pet loss. And I was super bummed because I didn't know what book to read. I didn't know how long it would take to get it here. I didn't know if it was going to work or help. And I also could not concentrate. I was just going to say, sometimes you don't have the attention span uh, yeah. at that time. Dear authors, we cannot focus. Yeah. yeah. If you want to write a pet loss book, make it like easy. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't have chapters. It's too hard. I mean, ev- after I lost Penny, I remember I went into my boss and, you know, he's a, a pet lover and a dog owner. And I was like, I'm feeling very ADD this week and I don't know how productive I'm going to be. I am glad to be here and in the office and and doing things, but I also know like I am not functioning at a hundred percent. And he was like, as long as you're functioning at a hundred percent of whatever you got today, <laughs> whatever oh, that looks wow. like, you know, that that's fine. And round um, of applause to your boss. He's yeah. He's such Holy a great moly. guy. Yeah. If we only, if we were all only so lucky to be able to be honest with our employers and say, look, I'm going through something really hard and I'm not all here because that's exactly what happened. I think I left the door open. I think I left the faucet on, you know, I would start to make tea, but like never finish kind of stuff. And then I wanted carbs all the time. Like it was just, it was like, kind of like, yeah, you're just not. It's nothing I'd ever experienced, to be honest. And it's scary to realize those things as you do them after. You're yeah. like, whoa, oh, wait, why did that happen? Oh, I'm like, I might, I must not be okay. Oh my God, what else is going to happen? Yeah. And so that kind of triggers more anxiety and more bad feelings. So anyone that's listening that can relate, you know, or knows somebody that's going through that now, maybe you can have, you know, some compassion and help out, bring them some food. Or if you're going through it yourself, you know, there's lots of support groups. I created one on Facebook, Wolfie's Wish Pet Loss Support Group, and you can just come and air it out there. And we all understand whatever you're drawn to, to get support with in any, whatever form, do it. Don't wait. Don't think it's going to go away and you can fix it yourself. You know, our, our happiness and joy is too important. Like that we have the rest of our lives to live and our parents, our parents, our pets want us to be happy again. Um, our parents do too. Our parents do too. But however long that takes, and that's no, I, I want to say that to say, don't feel pressured to like be happy right now. But I think that's a great goal to have is to go to a place where you can enjoy your life again. And I was worried I wasn't. Yeah. It, it's scary to to feel like, Oh, I'm never going to be okay again. And, and to be in that place. And then, you know, there's a thing too, a phenomenon that I've seen and that I've experienced myself where it's almost like you're afraid to let go Mm -hmm. of that pain because it's like, you're somehow like letting go of their memory. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important. And and this is where for me, like professional help, you know, being in therapy really helped me kind of separate out that like, oh, I don't have to walk around cloaked in this immediate loss and trauma all day to honor their memory, to honor, you know, their loss. Oh, wow. That's so profound because I think a lot of people are going to resonate with that. And for me, I didn't want to live like that. And I knew I was headed in that direction. I, but but also it was almost like carrying a satchel of grief around. And like, I just, anyway, I was going to be like the wicked witch of grief or something. But I 
found that writing the letter, for example, putting it away, allowed me to know, I haven't read it since then, but it's there, lest I forget. I've created, you know, memorials for Wolfgang, both virtually and in that little corner. So there's a lot of little things that, and I talk about this on Instagram too, that you can do to, you know, remember your pet, remember them, take them with you. People, people put, you know, the ashes in the jewelry and wear the jewelry or just carry the ashes in a little thing in the pocket. There's so much you can do to have your companion with you. And I have to talk real quick about a book because I never talk about it. It's called Tales of Spirit Cats. And two months after he died, it was my husband's birthday and we planned a cruise and I had to go. I can't just be like, happy birthday, bye. But I found myself sitting in the cabin a lot and like drawing and reading and writing and having a quiet time. And out of that came this book. And it's an illustrated book where I was imagining Wolfgang with me on all of our excursions at dinner, everything we did. And it made me smile and laugh so much because it was ridiculous. And the more ridiculous I got with my imagination, the more joy I felt. And I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. And so the book is basically the illustrations that I came up with on that trip. And that's one thing that you can do with your pet, whether it's a dog or a cat or a monkey or a horse, it doesn't matter. Imagine them going grocery shopping with you. What would they pick out, right? Where would they sit? Would they walk? Would they sit on the cart like a baby? <laughs> like, you know, and it allows us to really take them with us everywhere. And no one has to know that we're playing this like imaginary game. But it it made my heart and still makes my heart feel so good. And if I if anything, I I want people to try that out and then write to me and let me know what you came up with. Cause we've everyone's got amazing imaginations. And like my signature quote right now in my email is like, everything you see around you was just once part of someone's imagination. Like, <laughs> let's get cool. Let's get creative here, people. I'm I'm oh I'm getting a little choked up right now. So my girl Penny, who who passed away, um, the car was her happy place. Like she loved car rides. She had her head out the window. You know, it would make me so happy. Like we'd be sitting in a red light or something and somebody next to us would be like waving, even grownups, you know, not just kids, you know, because she just was so happy. happy. And yeah. um she had like a whole fan club at our Starbucks drive through and wow. they even made her the pup of the month and had her what? photo up in the drive through. And I mean, that's incredible. So I have her collar around my rear view mirror so that she can always be in the car with me. And like, I still drive around. Like I would always put the windows down in like a certain way when she was there. And so like, I still do that sometimes. And it's like, I can just picture her with like her head out, you know, like no matter where we go. <laughs> I love it. And I'm so glad you were able to take something of hers and put it in the car as like an honor to her because that's so great. Don't, and I, I want to encourage people like, don't feel silly, whatever you want to do. If you want to buy a stuffed animal and sleep with it and cry with it, like I did do it, whatever your heart is telling you to do or your instincts or your gut and listen to that because we all have our own inner compass. Oh my gosh. Now I sound well, woo woo. Um, <laughs> Like, there it comes. <laughs> Just trust your gut. That's I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> so how did you come up with the, the different messages? So there's 30 cards. How yeah. did you come up with all these different messages? Well, it was actually really easy. Um, I would say, mom, what do you think about this one? What do you think about that? You know, and it it just happened. You know, I don't, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like my heart was broken this way for a reason. Um, I choose to believe that. And um, because this wouldn't have happened so easily had it, had it not meant to be. And that's the way I choose to look at it. You know, I, these are the practices that I came up with that actually are pretty common. I'm not, I'm not like, I didn't channel anything. I think I just distilled some basic stuff that we can do to, to heal ourselves. So um, I actually have a deck right in front of me, but like one of them is I'm willing to let go of feeling guilty. And that's not a question. I said it like a question, but, and they're two-sided. So the other side says, um, 
you know, I may not be able to control, and I'm paraphrasing because I actually don't remember, I may not be able to control, you know, how things happened, but being guilty about it doesn't help. So can I be willing to let go of that guilt and look at what's good and that my pet found me and we had this amazing relationship and look what I was able to give them for however long that is. You know, there's Barb Kitten Mom, um, this wonderful, I call her a saint on Instagram and she fosters kittens that often don't make it. I couldn't do that. But like that time that we have, it's a two-way street. Like we give them love and, you know, a home. So, you know, looking back, Wolfgang didn't live that long. But the time that he did live, the quality of his life was unsurpassed. Like he could not have asked, in my opinion, <laughs> for better pet parents or um, or we were up there, you know. So it's things like that. It's just reframing what we're feeling and thinking into a positive thing, because that's how I'm able to look at pictures of him and talk about him today without losing my mind. Yeah. I only feel good things in my heart when I say the name Wolfgang. Like I feel, I feel empowered because that cat taught me so much. Yeah. And, and I mean, even if their physical time with us is short, like that doesn't, mean that they're not still like a part of us i mean he's still like a part of you and a part of your life and totally totally and i really hope you know i don't know what happens to us after we pass everyone has their own beliefs but i really hope i get to see him and sadie and all my other furry friends i hope i get to see my human friends too <laughs> yeah but for some reason like and my my probably because my parents are still living and they're awesome like i think about that a lot and i and it's something that brings me joy now to think about like, oh, what's it going to be like? You know, <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Um, can't wait to have that kitty belly again. Kitty belly is like the softest thing in the world. <laughs> I was buying. And by the way, I would buy sweaters after he passed that felt like kitty belly just so I could pet myself. <laughs> like, yeah, it got weird. <laughs> it got weird in my house. Well, you know, I just I, I love this and I. Um, last year, the last couple of years, I had actually been asked to speak at a pet memorial event here in Baltimore. And I, it was just so interesting to me hearing you talk about like writing a letter. Cause that's, I wanted to like give people something tangible to be able to do. And, you know, and that, and that was what I said. I was like, or to speak it out loud. Cause some people don't like to write or they process, you know, orally, but like, you know, to, to thank them, right? Like thank them for all the times they were there for you on those bad days and to, you know, remember all those funny little quirky habits that they had and, you know, yeah. um, and, and you can access those any time, you know? And, and so I just, I love that you're, you're creating the conversation and encouraging people to giving, sometimes we need something to do, right? And so, you know, yeah. being able to, to pull this card, to write this thing, yeah. you know, we need that to be able to do something. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's a tangible thing that gives you a prompt. And if you don't like that card, shuffle it or throw it away or write me and tell me and I'll rewrite it. I don't know. But I think you just brought up something that I hadn't thought of. And that is for people that like they could record in their phone, you know, through audio recorder and make like a little file album of memories or yeah. stories that they can go back and listen to. So it doesn't have to be written out by hand you know, and I encourage people to have like photo albums, you know, both printed and online of their animals. Pet dot, I think it's pet dot cloud um, is a relatively new like online um, su uh, support group for, for, for pet loss. And you can, I, I believe you can upload photos of your pet and you can kind of have like a wall. You're basically having a Facebook profile kind of a thing. Oh, I love that. I, um, I haven't done it, so I'm, I hope I'm not wrong, but I, I believe that you're able to do that or you will be able to soon. So, you know, and, the, and there you go. What if you created a, a Facebook account for your past pet and he befriended all your other friends? Like, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to go do that for Wolfgang <laughs> right now. And um, <laughs> so, you know, just be creative with what you can do to really like remember and honor your animal. So one of the things I, th I thought was really cool and just about your whole story and that I can relate with in my own way too, is like that you didn't have a background of being like an entrepreneur. 
you know, you're, you're just like, I'm so moved by this experience that I want to put this out into the world. And um, like I created a dog health journal to help people who are experiencing, you know, like a lot of medical issues with their pet and to keep track of everything. Cause it's what I needed when my dog Penny, you know, was going through a lot of issues a couple of years ago. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm, I just always love that when something's so motivated by the heart and then I know that that you went to Super Zoo, which is like this big, huge trade show of like all the pet brands. And normally it's all the like big, fancy ones that you're you know familiar with that you see in, in all the stores. And you actually got an award there. And can you just tell us about what that experience, like what does that whole Super Zoo experience look like? And to then be recognized in that way, was that very validating? <laughs> it was. It was. It told me that what I made wasn't just for me. And even if it had been just for me, that would have been okay too. But um, yeah, we weren't. So we kind of went into this just with like dumb luck, I think. Um, and it's like but, you and your mom. Like I love yeah, that. Yeah. And my stepmom. And um, I have a, a, well, she's not officially adopted, but Mika is like a sister to me. She's our exchange student that just kind of stuck around in the family. But oh, wow. yeah, we all went there and we thought, okay, well, this seems like a good place to bring the cards, right? It's a pet show and it's like international and it's the biggest one. So yeah, let's, let's go. And they had like one booth left. Um, we were like, okay, I don't know. I mean, we really just didn't know what we were doing. We read as much as we could, but anyway, we go there and, um, yeah, I entered um, the product into a judged thing about product, uh, best products. And I came back to the booth after like going to the bathroom and my mom was like, there's a note there you need to read. This guy came by and I thought something bad had happened. And I read it and it was like, you won a best new product award. Please report at this stage at 3 p.m. And then I got under the booth and cried <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> and um, and um, I was like, whoa, that was really that was really amazing. There's still a lot to learn. Like when that happens, that doesn't mean that you can just sit back and put your feet up and people will just call you and bang on your door for your product. No, you still got to work. And um, <laughs> that was also a thing to learn that, yeah, I still have to talk about it. And, but I mean, sure, that little day, that day gave me the motivation to keep going and go through all the hurdles and figure stuff out. And thank goodness for like, you know, Shopify tutorials and hello, YouTube, you've totally taught me everything I need to know. Yeah. Um, and when I don't know something, I get I hire an expert, you know, and I get consulting and like, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it's so special, even with starting a podcast or anything, it's like, you never know if what's in your heart and with what's in your head is going to resonate with other people. And sometimes, I mean, it's like scary, you know, to, to, yeah, to like, because it's it. so personal, right? And it is, it is. It's like, and I think that's what's hard for me to, what was really hard for me to walk into a store and be like, hey, do you like my thing? Because it's basically my soul in a box. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Try doing that. <laughs> like, that was so hard. But, um, you know, what do you, what do you really have to lose? What do you really have to lose? And my husband said to me, because we didn't get VC funding or anything. We were just like, let's do this. This sounds good. You know, our friends kind of got us started. And he said, he said, the worst thing that's going to happen is we're going to like grow old together. We're going to live in, a, in an apartment full of Wolfie's grieving cards <laughs> that, we, that we sit on and like keep moving around. That's your table. And, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> and like build things out of. And then like when our friends pets pass, we give them a gift. <laughs> He's like, that's the worst that'll happen. And I'm like, okay, Lincoln, you're pretty awesome. Like, <laughs> thank you for putting that into perspective. And he's right. You know, so if anybody is thinking about doing something, I say go for it and get the help that you need to get you where you want to be. And so it's not just the grief cards. You have other things on your website also. And I, you mentioned the book. Um, so what yeah. else uh, do you have available? Yeah. Uh, so it's wolfieswish.com. And in the shop, I just released um, some sympathy note cards because they were asked by veterinarians. They said, you know, we're not going to gift these beautiful boxes to everybody. We can't afford that. But we always send a card. So I made cards. There are three different versions of the deck based on just really how they look. One has illustrations of like dogs, cats, birds, rabbits, guinea pig, horses. I think oh, I think I got all those. And um, 
and children and adults and male, female. And then the other one is um, the paw prints version. And it's just the text and like a paw prints design. It's like pretty simple. So if you want to look at a lot of stuff, get the illustrated deck. If you want to just read and be more text focused, then get the paw prints deck. All the words are the same. It's the same amount of cards. And then, yeah, we have the the illustrated book. And I'm also an artist and I love doing pet portraits. So that's on there too. You can get a, like a graphite sketch or an acrylic painting, or I can make something bigger if you email me. So try to try to offer, you know, something for everyone. And then of course I build out the resources of things that I found valuable and that I think should be easily accessible. Because if you're at Wolfie's Wish, there's probably a reason and you might need some more things. So I went ahead and built that out too. That's wonderful. Of course, I'll make sure we have links to everything in the show notes for everyone. One of the things I was curious about, like uh, you sort of have stumbled into this position, right? Of like, now you're like the pet grief person. Like, does that ever feel heavy to you? Or, uh, you know, I'm just wondering, like, are people reaching out to you with stories? Like, how do you take care of yourself now that you're in this space all the time? That is good. It, it, I'm navigating it. Um, I mostly love it. And I've been a guest in some grief groups that I wasn't really prepared for. And now I know how to prepare myself for that because we all just cried together. But I thought I was going in to just like kind of talk about this. And then, and then it got heavy and that's okay. It's normal. And I was there a hundred percent, but afterwards I had to kind of get to a place where I was okay again. And I did. So I'm happy to be doing this. It's really fulfilling. And I read a long time ago that, you know, one of the great questions you can ask yourself is when you wake up in the morning, if today was my last day, would I continue doing what I'm doing? And so far I've answered yes every single day. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know, I I heard somebody say on a podcast one time that sometimes your mess is your message. <laughs> Ooh. And oh, I thought that good. was really good. And, you know, just a lot of experiences I've had in my own life have given me a way to be there for other people, you know, and has opened me up in a way that, you know, certainly in my early life, I was, you know, not emotionally <laughs> equipped to to be there for other people. And <laughs> there's like that meme that goes around. Sometimes it's like, uh, I'm sorry if you ever met me before the age of 30, like the writers were on strike and we were really underfunded. <laughs> and like, oh, that's really funny. And and I, I feel that way uh, my, myself, you know, that uh, the person that I am today, you know, I, I'm so much more able to to hold space for people and be emotionally healthy in a way that I, I wasn't. And, you know, and I like that you, you're kind of telling people like that it's okay not to be okay sometimes. And that I wish that there was a way to normalize these conversations. You know, what do you say when, you know, somebody's like, oh, hey, how you doing? And you're like, fine. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sure it's already out there, but why don't we just get t-shirts made? And I sell them on Wolfie's Wish that say, hey, I'm not okay today with yeah. like, a big exclamation point. I mean, do we really do we really need to do that? It's not I don't know. I think it will change. It's not going to change right now. You know, and there's there's going to be people that care and people that don't. And you just have to find the people that care and that will support you. So, what's coming next? Is there anything uh any future plans you want to clue us in on? Yeah, there's secrets. Um <laughs> I have more products in development right now that I'm super excited about and I don't know when those are coming out. Um, we're just kind of taking it day by day. If I had, if anyone wants to donate to me and fund me, I have so many things I want to do. Um, you have no idea. I know that I'm, feeling. <laughs> I would love that. So basically, it's going to be a little bit slow rollout. But I will say we do have um, for pet professionals, anybody that's in the pet industry, whether you're a veterinarian, you perform euthanasia, or you're a dog walker or dog groomer, we have um, mini decks available. And that was M-I-N-I, not M-A-N-Y. <laughs> My cold, I can't tell. But for gifting. And so we have a really special price for those. And I'm not going to say it live, but you know, let me know. There's not, they're not even out yet. And we're really just, we're not advertising it. So I'm going to be going to a uh, pet boarding and grooming conference. I'm going to be going to the animal hospice and palliative care conference. So 
Um, there's not even a crematory conference. There's a lot of like industry events that I will bring those to. But I want to say for all the people that are amazing dog groomers and cat groomers and pet sitters, like we have something that you can have, you can use to support your clients because it's, it's a market differentiator. You know, it says like, Hey, I care, you know, I watched your, your dog for 15 years. And am I not going to say anything or give you a card when they pass? So we want to, that's why the sympathy cards are there. So, so that is one thing I can share. Um, Everything else is top secret. (laughs) All right. Well, I know people can find you on your YouTube channel, right? You're, um, yeah. you're doing interviews on your YouTube. Yeah. I think the best thing to do is just go to wolfieswish.com and that's W-O-L-F-I-E-S-W-I-S-H.com and you can find everything there. The social accounts, yeah, the YouTube interviews with um, pet professionals that perform euthanasia. So you might want to know like what what's it going to be like? Or maybe I've interviewed a few pet loss counselors and you want to kind of see what they are like before just cold calling. So I try to anticipate what people will need. And if anyone has any suggestions on content that I can offer, please tell me. There's a blog there too, blah, 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 blah. Just go to wolfieswish.com. All right. Well, I'll make sure we have links for everyone in the show notes. And Erica, thank you so much for being with us today. Pleasure. I just, you know, what you're doing is so important. I I feel really honored that we got to have this conversation and, and it's so important to talk about. And, and I always, you know, my friends always know, like Aaron's the person that'll talk about the things that nobody else wants to talk about. <laughs> wow. That's great. Oh, well, thank you for doing that and being a platform for talking about, you know, things that other people don't and for, for your, for your honesty. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erica. I'm so grateful to Erica for sharing her story with us. It was hard for me to go back and edit this and hear how emotional my voice got a few times. It just reminded me how close to the surface it still is for me dealing with the loss of Penny. And like I said to Erica, it's the first one of our dogs that it just came completely out of the blue. And we had literally no time to prepare ourselves mentally to wrap our head around the fact that this is something that was going to be, you know, imminent. We just had no idea. And I'll tell you, in August, my husband and I took Nino down to the beach in Delaware. And we happened to be there on what would have been the eighth anniversary of us bringing Penny home and her joining our family. And it was emotional. (laughs) And it's still emotional. And that's okay. And like Erica and I said, it's okay not to be okay sometimes. And just like the historic Tennyson quote, it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all because I wouldn't trade my time and my memories with Penny for anything in the world. And the practice that we discussed of writing a letter to our pets, that's something that has been so powerful for me in my life and in my experiences and in my healing journeys. And I mentioned when I was talking to Erica that I had spoken at a a pet memorial event the last few years, and I wanted to read a little bit of that speech to you right now. So this is how I end the speech. So if I can give you an action item or a homework assignment, it would be to encourage you to take the time to sit down and write, or even speak it out loud if writing isn't your thing, to your pet, to thank them. Thank them for the times they were the best part of your day. Thank them for being your constant companion when other parts of your life felt like chaos. Thank them for the times when they got you out of bed on a hard day. Thank them for comforting you when you were sick. Thank them for holding space for you when you lost someone close to you. Thank them for all the laughs and all the smiles they gave you, all the ways they brightened your every day. Thank them for what they taught you and are still teaching you. And maybe none of those are exactly your story, and that's okay. You can thank them for your special relationship. I hope you'll let them know all the ways in which they were a healer, a teacher, or an inspiration in your life. I hope you'll let them know and carry that love in your heart, and then they'll always be with you. So if you're someone who has lost a pet in your life, 
maybe this practice can help you too. And I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes for you so you can check out Erica and everything that's going on with Wolfie's Wish. She has an amazing collection of resources for pet loss grief. I know all of our journeys are different. And so I think you'll appreciate all the different resources that she's compiled. And that'll do it for this episode of the Believe in Dog podcast. If you like this episode, remember that you can always leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's pretty much the biggest compliment that you can give a podcaster. You can always find me at Believe in Dog Podcast on Facebook or at Erin the Dog Mom on Instagram. So until next time, this is Erin Scott sending you hugs and belly rubs. Believe in Dog Podcast is a production of Hugs and Belly Rubs, LLC.